Welcome to the You Do You Hum podcast, a place to provide you with direction, motivation, and to be your very own cheerleader. This podcast is sponsored by my goddamn self, so if you like home scents and affordable fragrances without compromising on quality, then head to Splendid Bliss on Facebook or Instagram. But for now, let the podcast begin. And welcome to the You Do You Hum podcast brought to you by Laura Burke. I'm very excited to have you here as this is episode one. And what we're going to talk about today is how you can turn your pain into power. I am very excited to start this podcast and I've got lots to share with you about how effectively you can navigate through your pain. So listen in for four different ways of how you can do that. But first, before we begin, I just want to talk about pain for a few minutes because This is something that a lot of us tend to avoid and this is something that understandably none of us really want. You know, no one goes, yep, I'd love to be in pain. We want to avoid it. We want to do everything we can to repress it and we don't want to experience it. But there is something that we all know that pain is inevitable. Okay, it's always going to be something that we experience, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain. Unfortunately, we all have it and it's something that we will go through at different stages of our life. And it can feel really difficult and it can feel hard and we can feel like we're alone in this journey. But I'm here to tell you that you're not. And I'm here to tell you that there are different ways to help you navigate through your pain so you can feel that you are more powerful than you was before. And you can get through things and get through hardships that were really testing at times. So let's get going through it. And hopefully a lot of these tips can help you. So when we are talking about pain and we're talking about the fact it is inevitable, it's our way of, it's our body's way of telling us that something is wrong, that something needs to change, okay? So if you think about when you have been in physical pain, for instance, um, maybe it was you was, you know, holding on to something that was really sharp, instantly your body's reaction is you let go of that sharp item and you get that instant relief, okay? So our body has given us this pain indicator that something needs to change and something is wrong for us and we need to get out of that situation, And emotional pain is no different, really. It's our way of telling us that what we've been through is hard, what we've been through is testing, what we are going through is not serving us and it's not getting us to where we need to be. And sometimes when we are in pain, it's because we can feel very out of control and we don't feel that we have autonomy over our life, which can feel very difficult for people. And we can feel often that we are less than or we aren't deserving or that the fact that we're in this pain shows that we're meant to feel this way and none of that is the case we all deserve a happy healthy life and what we tend to find with emotional pain is that it can manifest in different ways you tend to find people with emotional pain they're highly strung they're highly stressed They might have depression, they might have anxiety, and they might just not feel like themselves. They might feel like they're not themselves anymore. They don't feel like they belong. They might start withdrawing from society. They might feel that there are things that they could do that they don't want to do anymore. Or it might be the fact that we've got individuals that are in pain who don't start enjoying. They don't enjoy things that they used to enjoy. And the things that they did used to enjoy feels really difficult for them okay so I'm going to give you a little analogy now and hopefully this resonates with you because this is something that has definitely resonated with me so when you're cooking and you've got a hot pan 
and you put your hand over that hot pan, your instant reaction is to take your hand away from that pan. You know, maybe it was steam, maybe it was something that immediately burnt your hand, okay? You're immediately going to take your hand away. You're immediately going to make sure that you're not in that physical pain because it feels hard and your body goes, ah, I don't like this. This is too much. I need to get away from that situation. You might then instantly look after yourself by running your hand under cold water. Your instant reaction is to give you that relief that you're looking for, to give you that relief that you need for your hand to feel better. And sometimes when we are thinking about emotional pain, we do need no different, but the difference is sometimes we don't immediately remove our hand when we're feeling in pain. Sometimes we let it fester. Sometimes we keep our hand there even though we are going to experience pain over and over and we're going to continue to experience that absolute trauma. We let it fester. We don't remove from the situation. We continue to get burnt. Who's ever had that experience? Who's ever stayed in a situation that's really painful and they continue to get burned over and over? Maybe it's a difficult relationship. Maybe you're in a job that you absolutely hate. You know, maybe you aren't getting on with your parents. You know, maybe you are experiencing something that isn't serving you, that's hindering you, that's making you feel that you are less than or incapable or you've got that sense of dread in the morning. We've all had them experiences. But what are you doing in your life right now that is causing you to stay in pain, that is causing that pain to fester? You know, sometimes we're in emotional pain. We don't even act. As I said, we stay in that feeling. We stay in that pain. We stay in that getting burnt. We don't remove our hand. We don't run it under cold water. We just stay in that situation. And that's where we feel overwhelmed, stressed, depressed, anxious, and completely not ourselves. Is this resonating with any of you? Because it's definitely resonated with me. I've definitely made some situations and made some decisions in my life that haven't served me that have continually brought pain instead of choosing another route. So what we're going to talk about today is four different ways of how you can turn your pain into power and how instead of keeping your hand under that hot steam, we're going to remove it. But we're not only going to remove it, we're going to give us different tools. We're going to allow us to run our hand under the water. We're going to allow us to have that time where we can breathe, have relief, do something different so that we don't immediately feel absolutely destroyed because this pain is happening. If you think about it, if we continue to keep our hand under this steam, we are going to be absolutely exhausted in agony. Our hand is going to be severely burnt. We're going to be shaking. We're not going to be in the right space to then go and have a meal or speak to our children or to go and do something nice for yourself because you're absolutely exhausted of what has just happened and what you've just been experiencing. So what we're going to talk about today is ways to go through that and help us navigate through the pain that we are experiencing. So let's get going then. How exactly are we going to navigate through our pain? How do we do that? It can be really hard to think about how to do that when we're currently going through it. You know, when we're feeling down, it can be really hard to pick ourselves up. It can be really hard to make the right decisions. It can be really hard to say, yeah, this is what I'm feeling and this is what I need to do different, okay? But the more we practice, the more we retrain our brain, the better we are gonna feel and the more relief we're gonna experience. So number one, how to turn our pain into power. Number one is this, own it. Own your goddamn pain, okay? 
And that might sound weird. And instantly I know you might be feeling, I don't want to do that, Laura. I don't want to feel pain. I don't want to experience it. I want to push it down and I never want to think about it ever again. Okay. I understand that. I hear you. We've all done it. But the thing is, we need to own our pain. We need to recognize that what we're feeling is something difficult. And we need to know that, yep, things are really hard for me right now. And what I'm experiencing is tough. And what I've experienced is really challenging. And it's something that I'm going to need support with to move forward. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It means that you've probably been being strong for too long. And it also means that what you're going through is tough. Okay, you don't need to stay burnt. You don't need to stay in that same situation. Good things can come to you. So when I'm talking to you about own it, you know, what I mean by that is first recognizing that, yeah, I'm in pain. You know, what I'm going through right now is really tough. What I'm feeling right now isn't helpful. You know, that relationship that I'm going through isn't serving me. That relationship that I'm in right now is hurting me. You know, it's hurting how I feel. It's hurting how I feel about myself. It isn't helping me to grow. What it's doing is making me stay in the same stage. It's not helping me grow. And what's happening is I'm just feeling completely overwhelmed. We need to own it, okay? Because how else are we going to help ourselves if we don't own what we're going through? If we don't recognize that, yes, what I'm feeling is hard, okay? And what I'm feeling is difficult. We also repress our feelings, don't we? We repress what we're experiencing. We say, oh, it's all right. You know, it's one of them things. You know, I've lost someone close to me, but I'll just crack on. Some people can do that. You know, some people do like the distraction and do like to get on with things and they find that helpful. They find that as their therapy. But a lot of other people find that when they do that, when they offer that distraction, all it does is keep it repressed and all it does is letting it fester. So own your pain and think about ways that you can own it. Do you write it down? Do you talk to yourself? Do you have a conversation with yourself in your head? How exactly do you own it? So when it comes to number one and owning your pain, I found a really great study that really discusses and really does highlight to us how we do manage our pain. So it was a study by um, Harvard, it was a Harvard study, and it was looking at the way people do express the trauma that they've experienced, okay? So we had two different groups, and there was people that could manage their pain um, and was kind of working through it, and there was others that weren't effectively going through their pain. So you were finding that when there was an individual was discussing trauma that they were still going through, and it was something that was really difficult for them, the area of the brain that was highlighted was something called the amygdala. And the amygdala is basically our our response, our fear response in our brain. It's our, it's our response to danger. It's our way of saying that we're anxious. It's our way of saying that we can't cope in a situation. So them individu- individuals, interestingly enough, was reliving their trauma, was, you know, not being able to sleep, was not moving forward, has not had the relief from the pain that they've experienced. They were very much within that situation. They was very much within that trauma and that pain. Whereas those that was not experiencing that, their part of the brain, when they were experiencing trauma, the part of the brain that was activated for them was actually the amygdala. And the amygdala is responsible for language. So what 
what was happening for them is they were talking about their trauma as if it was a story. It was something that had happened to them. It was a something that they'd experienced, but it wasn't exactly in the here and now. It wasn't in their present moment, but it was something that they had gone through and it was a part of their life story. So what that highlights to us really in that study is that we have different responses to the way that we manage pain and those that are reliving it are constantly going through it and and their fear response is being activated whereas those who have been able to navigate through the pain they've been able to to turn their pain into power they're a little bit removed from the situation they're seeing this as a life experience a life story something that's helped them grow you know it's made them better for experiencing this situation I have recently gone through a miscarriage and as you can imagine the pain I've experienced has been phenomenal and I would say that I am working really hard to make sure that it's something that I grow through and the way I'm doing that is by talking about it is by telling people how I've been feeling and and saying when, when I'm struggling and crying when I need to cry you know it's about giving yourself a break and recognizing that you're in pain let's own it you know, don't think you have to be this person that acts as if everything's okay all the time, because sometimes that isn't the case. Sometimes we can't say things are okay. Sometimes things are really dead hard and we need that time. We need that time to own it. So number two, what makes things easier? What can you do right now to make something easier for for yourself? You're in pain, whatever pain that might be whatever emotional pain you're experiencing, what exactly can you do to make it easier for yourself? And that can be really hard initially, you know, because when we are in pain, sometimes we don't want to look after ourselves. Sometimes we can't, you know, but what can you do to make something better, even 1% better for yourself today? What will make that easier for you? Do you need time out? Do you need to have a cry? Do you need to talk to somebody about how you're feeling? Do you need to write in a journal? Do you need to put on some music and dance around the living room? You know, it's okay to try and look after yourself. It's okay to try and do something different. It's okay to make a first step. It doesn't mean that you're not in pain anymore. It doesn't mean that you're not owning your pain. It means that you need a little bit of relief, okay? If anybody was with you while you were burning your hand, everybody would understand that you would need to put your hand under water. Everybody. Nobody would say to you, why are you doing that? Why are you putting your hand under water? And that's exactly what you need to yourself. Why aren't I looking after myself right now? What can I do to make things easier? What can I do today that will make me feel a little bit relieved, a little bit out of this intense feeling that I'm experiencing? Doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean that that what you're going through isn't hard. It means that you need to look after you and that's essential. It's important to look after you. It's important to give yourself that breather, that breather from that intense feeling that you are experiencing. So a lot of people find journaling to be really helpful as a way of of getting out their pain, as a way of, of writing down what they're experiencing. And for a lot of people, it can be really testing to do that because sometimes they don't understand what exactly they are feeling until they put it on paper but you know what what a lot of people say when they do that they feel relief they feel that they've got it out that their feelings of intensity has been lowered because of this journal that they have done 
Secondly, talking. You know, how valuable is it when we talk to those around us? You know, when we talk, we not only release what we're feeling, but we get a different perspective. Someone else tells us how else we can think about something. You know, for instance, miscarriage I've experienced, you know, something that I was thinking that it was my fault, that maybe I should have done this different, that I should have eaten better, I should have taken more vitamins, whatever it might be. I know that's not right. I know that me thinking like that doesn't help. And I know that I could have eaten, I don't know, 50 burgers and actually the miscarriage could have happened anyway. You know, sometimes things are out of our control. Okay. And all we can do is put one foot in front of the other and look after us because it all begins with us. Whatever we go through, it all begins with you. So we've got owning your pain. We've got thinking about what makes things easier for us. Number three, and this is really important. What are we doing right now that isn't helping? Okay, because the problem is we grow up, we develop these coping strategies that aren't serving us, that aren't good for us. And the problem is with these coping strategies is the fact that they make our pain worse. They add to the stress levels that we're experiencing. They bring on the lows. They don't bring on the highs. And there might be many things that you were doing right now that and straight away you're thinking, yeah, that's me. There's things I'm definitely doing that aren't helping me. And it's thinking about, okay, so what can we do instead of? What can we do instead of that? So it might be that you're you're drinking a lot. It might be that you've taken up drinking as a way to manage your feelings, as a way to escape and cope. And I get that. I think a lot of us would have done that at some stage in our life, you know, a wine after work or, you know, going to the um, the pub with friends, having a few beers, whatever that might look like. But what we need to remember is, what is that doing with the pain? Is that taking the pain away really? Because yet at the time... You might feel euphoria, you might feel a bit relieved, you might feel um, distracted. But the next day when you're hungover and you're feeling worse, perhaps, you know, might feel on the low because remember, alcohol is a depressant, it might make you feel even lower. Has that helped in any way? Has that taken away any stress that you've experienced? Or has that just added to that experience? Has that just added to them feelings for you? Another thing that people might be doing bottling up and this is something that I was definitely known for and something that I did throughout my depression is bottling up how you're feeling you know I used to think that I can manage everything and I'm the person that everyone goes to and you know I'm somebody that can you know just cope alone and that's fine but actually we all need someone we all need someone to help us along the way and sometimes when we can't be that savior for ourselves or that best friend we need to bring other people in we need to bring other people in to help us so what doesn't help is a really good way for you to think okay let's think about what i can do differently what can i do differently to serve me instead of hindering me and lastly what can you learn from this And this is a really, really useful one in managing through your pain because there'll be a lot of things that you go through that initially when you experience and you think, I am never going to get through this. This is the worst thing to happen to me. I am somebody that is going to struggle in life after this. And this is now the end of me. A lot of us might experience something like that. You're not alone. You are not alone. But what can we learn from a situation? We look back on our pain years later and we say to ourselves in a way that happened 
and that gave me this for instance um when I had depression at the time I couldn't think of anything worse I couldn't think of um any way that that would be a positive experience for me that I would ever look back and go yep you know I'm glad that happened you know being back to my 16 year old self feeling suicidal feeling I couldn't go on feeling that I'm not good enough and feeling tortured to be honest that person would never have ever said that having depression was one of the best things that happened to her they just wouldn't have said it it wouldn't have it wouldn't have happened but actually in hindsight that is where I'm at right now me having depression it made me better it made me stronger it made me understand the struggles that people experience and it also made me appreciate the happy times and when I'm relieved of depression and when I'm grateful and when I'm feeling good I owe depression to that because actually it gave me a base it gave me an understanding of how when I'm not good when I'm not doing well what that feels like so have a think about what you can learn from this, you know, and sometimes that can be a really hard one. Um, you know, one that I'm experiencing through having depression was the fact that it's okay to lean on people. It's okay to talk about how you feel. It's okay to not always act so strong. It's okay to not be okay. So there might be something that you are experiencing right now and you might be thinking, well, there's nothing to learn from this. But trust me, in a few years, there might be something that came out of this bad experience for you. And you might not know it now, but it might be something that you do find later. So navigate through your pain there. Number one, owning that pain, like we've spoke about, owning that difficult experience that you've had. Number two, thinking about what makes it easier. What can you do to bring yourself a little bit of ease or joy or relief? Number three, what doesn't help you? What doesn't serve you? What are you doing right now that is breaking you further that is isn't giving you that space that clarity that you deserve that you need and number four what can you learn from this you know if it was a difficult relationship it makes you realize what you do want rather than what you don't want and that can be a joyful experience because now you're going to go into dating with a completely different attitude you're going to have the confidence the self-belief the reassurance that I deserve this because I haven't had that and I know what I now want. So that is how sometimes that we can turn our pain into power. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today, episode one. Um, please do share it. Please do talk about it. Please do download it. The more we get this out to people, the better, the more we can support people. Um, you can follow us on the You Do You Hum podcast on Instagram. And we are also on Facebook. And you can follow me personally on Laura Louise Burke. But I'm really excited to be sharing this with you. And any comments or you want to connect with me, please do on them following accounts. And I look forward to seeing you next week. This will be um, put up every Monday. So do look out for that. And as I said, share, like, do what you've got to do. Let's get this out there. And remember, you do you, hun. See ya.